0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Good Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Hounds remain undefeated by beating a previously undefeated Loudon, and we are going to talk all about it. Let's go.
1: Yeah!
0: So- <laughs> Sorry. sorry. I'm laughing because I don't know if you guys could hear it, but I'm sitting in a... So Susan got me this chair from like an architectural salvage place for like 40 bucks. Really old chair. It's awesome. It's like an old banker's chair. But sometimes whenever you move, the springs on it squeak. So I said, let's go. And then it sounded like I farted. And I was like, did that get caught on camera? Or no one
1: heard of you, but now everyone yep. will go back. Right, here. Right, yeah. So.
0: I did not fart. It was my chair. I'm just That's... That's you know, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Right. Yeah, I know, Josh. You've been you've been posting on social media how you have to wait so long these days. Go ahead, open the open the victory beverage. Do it. Ah, Very nice. What uh, what flavor are we savoring this evening? Oh
1: yeah, the Prima Pills Victory Beverage. Oop, there we go. There there it is. I forgot we can't see our camera right now.
0: <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. I like, I'm enjoying it. You got a case of that and. Uh, yeah, I come up about 15, 20 minutes early to like, you know, watch the replay, look at the stats a little bit, and then the whole time just like staring at the beer because I'm thinking like, <laughs> oh, I use a drink. Oh, That's right. I can't open that.
0: Oh, that's right. I can't open that. <laughs> so I've uh, I've become somewhat. I, I won't say addicted. That's that's too strong of a word. Um, years ago, I went to Piper's Pub. Kev, it might have been the first time you and I went to Piper's Pub before we went to a hounds game and I got a strong bow never had a strongbo before and i was like this is the best thing ever and ever since that moment my mind has associated watching soccer games with drinking a strongbow. problem is out here in westmoreland county trying to find strongbow is like next to impossible <laughs> and the place in latrobe just stumbled upon had it and i went they had four cases i came home with three and so like that's now my thing is like the hounds are on or villas on i'll have a strongbo like just sit relax um and like, I opened the fridge and saw like the three and a, or two and a half cases of strongbow. And I was like, I should have one on the show. But I was like, no, that's Josh's thing. I got to save it for the game. It's a victory beverage all the way. <laughs> I just so. open up before. I no, no, no. I, I know. But, but like I said, I don't know the next time I'm going to see a strongbow. So like, I got to ration those babies off like all season because I don't want to miss a game, you know, or I don't want to have had a to look gamer.
2: up. I had to look up what it was.
0: Really? Yeah,
2: you know, it's maybe. a it's Is a, it a Pittsburgh uh, thing
0: specifically? Or no, 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 no. It's actually uh I think it's British. That is, um, I can't it's, remember where we're at. It's a hard cider. And for a while they stopped they stopped selling certain versions of it over here. Um mm-hmm. I think the one that Pipers had was the original, where it's like not too sweet. And because us Americans love everything sweeter, uh this is all like a little it's a little too sweet for me, but I'm still like, it's it's better than Angry Orchard or anything like that, in my opinion. Um, cut to, you know, the Victory people going, what the heck, man? We're giving Josh all <laughs> these drinks and talking about Strongbow. So, yeah. Kev, what's going the on with you?
2: Um, and, you know, it was, it was a good weekend. The weather was really nice down here. Um, we went, uh, we're, we're usually not that active, uh, but Knoxville does a pretty good job putting on like spring, summer things. Um, and every year they have a chalk art, uh, like competition, um, in downtown oh, that's Knoxville. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So they, they'll like, artists will come in from around the area. I think like some from even, like even Nashville make the trip. Um, and you know, they block out big squares and, you know, they do crazy cool chalk art and, you know, you get really like professional people and you get like elementary school kids and, you know, like it's just, it's a big fun kind of party and everyone's down there and you see some really cool art. So uh, we did that this weekend, uh, which was, which was really fun. Um, I just try to get out and enjoy the weather. So it's been it's been good.
1: Is that like do you think that's something like they do full time, like chalk artists, or like is that just like a side gig for them? You can't imagine me like, that's hey, question, gotta go on the chalk sidewalk chalk uh, right. tour, you know, the, the circuit <laughs> Yeah, because yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. it's hard to like. How would you sell all your stuff, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> I don't know. Banksy makes a living, right? <laughs> but, that's, that's very true. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I, it's like a good I should have asked. I should have asked the, the artists what they how make living. i like see. This
0: is totally off topic, but I could see. I could see people doing a lot of really cool stuff with chalk, and you might be able to seal it in some way. So, like, if you like do it, you, could, you could, uh, chalk on canvas probably wouldn't work too well unless it's like dust. But like, it, you could totally take like a slab of granite or something do some chalk and then seal it
1: at that point is it like kind of like defeating the purpose of using chalk I feel like some of the you know whimsy of using chalk is like it's not permanent and it's gonna go away and so it's like this cool little thing and then someone's like hey I I went ahead and glued my jigsaw puzzle together and put it on the wall (laughs) like like, no that's not what you're supposed to do with jigsaw puzzles
0: wasn't that the entire plot of the first lego movie was uh them gluing their Legos together and ruining it (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know, man. Like I've I've been to museums where like there's literally canvas with elephant poo on it. So like I could see chalk working. It could be fine. Going to um, different canvas
1: or museums or whatever. That's right. Yes, I <laughs> <we> am. <are. laughs> um,
0: but if anybody knows of like a chalk artist, or like that whole world, like let us know. Um, yeah, it'd be. Uh, I want to know more now. I'm very interested. Let me like, know. Really? I'm, I'm over I'm, it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like Pittsburgh has to do stuff like this. I mean, not not necessarily chalk art stuff, but like, yeah, like
1: we have the arts festival, and when we do, we have like, you know, there are people who come in with like chalk art and that kind of stuff. I've seen it at a couple of different festivals. Uh, So yeah, I've seen it done in Pittsburgh. It's not you know completely different.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, um, gentlemen, there was a uh, there was a game this weekend. Um, The Hounds uh, beat Loudon. Two nothing, as I mentioned, previously undefeated Loudon. I think getting into this game, there was a lot of talk of and, you know, by us, I think rightfully so that Loudon on paper looked very similar to us stat wise. And to be honest, for about 60 minutes, it was a pretty even match Um, just to sort of set the table and then we'll get into takeaways, Uh, two goals, both from Dane Kelly Um, the first was sort of off a steal from Dixon passed to Kelly to Dequa back to Kelly for the tap in Dix er, or Dequa like knew the second he passed that it was in. He didn't even watch the ball go in the net. he just knew it was in. Um, and then the corner from the all-time assist leader to the all-time goal leader, which is kind of cool to say in Pittsburgh. Um, but we lined up in a 3-4-2-1. It was really more of a 3-1-5-1 one, one when you start to look at the average positions. Uh, Kevin Silva once again getting the starting goal. The three across the back or, you know, the three that we're starting to see pretty regularly with Peters, Ardonia's, and Wheat. In front of them, you had Danny Griffin, again, starting to see a pattern here with some of these guys. And then across the midfield, you had Rivera, Forbes, Dequa, Argudo, and Biassi. First time that we've seen Biasi and Argudo start. Uh, and then Ciceroni was sort of up top. When you actually looked at it on paper, it looked like Dequa and Ciceroni were flipped. But when you actually look at the average position, Cicerone was a little bit further up the field. So Josh, you were there. Uh, the steel army was raucous. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Every single time there was a corner, the camera would start to shake because everyone in the stands led by you guys was jumping up so much that it couldn't stay stable. So uh, what, what were your thoughts uh, at the game this weekend? Yeah. Um, the
1: cliche thing to say would be tail two halves or something like that. And I, I didn't think the first half was like, we looked bad. It's just, kind of was boring (laughs) the first half like there was some chances it wasn't like you know completely like no action at all but it was definitely a game where it was like man something needs to give like we need you know i thought either we were wearing them down and like okay so we should see some better you know in the second half but uh yeah and then having uh kelly come in uh that that made all the difference i feel like at least uh but maybe that was just my bias (laughs) like thinking the well, time I like it could be really cool if Kelly came in because I really think we need someone <laughs> to I was like didn't,
2: didn't you didn't you tweet this weekend like you know you are did, the hounds good without Kelly? Yeah
1: yeah I, I was I said it was a think piece that people could write. I didn't say it was
0: true.
1: <laughs> I thought it would be a good thing to, you know, discuss. I definitely don't think we're a bad team without Dane Kelly. I I don't think that at all. I'm just wondering how much better we are with him, and if that it's going to make all the difference this season. If it is going to make all the difference, how dangerous it is to be reliant on him. It doesn't feel like we should be reliant on him. Just be clear. Like we have a good front line. It's just it's interesting in words like you know, no goals, and it's only he comes in we get two goals.
0: I would also I think we could have the argument as to who made a bigger impact, whether it was Dane Kelly or Alex Dixon. I think you could make an argument for either one of them. Like if Dixon was in, would we still have to turn out a goal? And I think uh, towards the end of last week's show, we talked a little bit about this idea of like, are the Hounds just, you know, a bunch of really good B and B plus players that will make a difference, but you don't have like those A players that can step in and change a game. And in the 60th minute, we put in Kelly and Dixon, and the entire field just tilted. Um, and Damrot was in as well. I don't want to take anything away from Damrot, but like it just seemed like that made all the difference. We won two nothing. We easily could have had two to three more. Um, Dixon ripped one off a post and off the keeper's head. Was- he had no idea it was coming. <laughs> it just smacked him in the side of the face. Uh, Dequa had a header going upper ninety. The keeper stood on his head a couple times in this game for Loudon, like totally just kept them in this one. So, yeah, I don't know, Kev. What are, what are your thoughts on the on the Kelly and, and Dequa discussion? Or I'm sorry, Kelly and Dixon discussion.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean to state the obvious. First of all, I mean, I think that's the the difference.
0: Be- that's going to be the difference between
2: us and a lot of other teams this season. Is If things aren't happening for us in 60 minutes, we we can bring on people like Kelly and Dixon, even in scenarios when they're starting, um, you know, we can bring on a Dequa or a Cicerone or whatever. Um, And to go on to Dequa for a second, I mean, I thought, oh, okay, so I'll linger on the Kelly Dixon thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kelly... The thing that impresses me about him is just how clinical he is. I mean, you know, he doesn't need a lot of chances. I mean, the header, the header alone on the corner, it was, it looked easy. He he make exactly that's yeah what, he, it, he made it look easy and and it's anything but. We've seen a lot of people you know put that wide and you know he puts it inside netting, under pressure you know and he's he's you know Loudon center backs are bigger than him, um, so just his yeah his his clinical mm-hmm. nature is extremely impressive but I think him and I get the sense him and Dequa they Cicerone and Dixon brilliant in their own right um I think are just different I, I don't know I kind of categorize Cicerone and Dixon in one category and Dequa and Kelly in another whereas I think Dequa and Kelly are just more like poacher sniffing goals when when an opportunity is coming up they park themselves in the middle of the box. You know, they're they're there ready to pounce on any attacks. Cicerone and Dixon want to float around and be involved in the play. I think naturally they're more of like playmakers or number 10 A little more magic
0: play. in their feet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And so, you know, and, you, and when you see them in numbers, right? I mean, Dixon almost had 10 and 10 last season. Cicerone, I think it's close to 10 assists. I know he got like 14 goals. Um, so, Yeah, I mean, I think and I think we really benefit when we have a kind of spearheaded center of attention for our attack. And I think. On top of just how good Kelly is, he is also that center point spearhead of attack that Cicerone, Dixon and the like Forbes uh, can play off of more naturally, Um, whereas I think sometimes if it's just this running on top, he's kind of looking for someone to play off of and sometimes they're behind him, and it doesn't really work. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's as long, you know, I think Josh, you brought it up very early, you know, in the, in the season already, and we're still early in the season, but if we can stay injury free, the depth that we have is just, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if Lily thinks that's probably our, our start, our best starting eleven. I probably don't think he does. I mean, I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, that's what between that and Detroit City. I, I mean, I don't think he's intentionally not. I mean, I, it's it's probably. I don't think he's intentionally not playing his start, his strongest starting eleven. There's probably something he's seeing in the lineups or or, or tactical approaches, or maybe it's those eleven guys had a great week in training. And he's going to reward them with starting uh, position, but the fact that he can he can kind of do that and then bring on Kelly and Dick and Dixon is just incredible. So, yeah, I mean it, it was I along with Josh, I was kind of struggling. Like, well, I feel like I need to say something about the first half, and I don't really know what. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't know what to say. It was it was kind of a boring first half, and then yeah, we just kind of turned it on in the second half, and. Uh, and I think, we, you know, we controlled the game well. They had a few chances, but not a ton. Loudon are a good team. Probably the best team we've played so far this season. So, yeah, I mean, it's who know when. It's really, really good.
0: I will say about the first half, uh, something that I had noted when sort of like live tweeting, and I know Laura Ellen pointed out as well, was um, we're still seeing issues of us passing the ball to nowhere. And I, I don't think it's so much nowhere as it is Clearly Lily is working on a system um, and still helping these guys get adjusted to a system. So I think guys are passing the ball to where they think a player is going to be. And the player just isn't there yet. So for me, it feels like this team is still probably a few weeks away from really clicking at that level, which is kind of scary. Um, but uh, that was, that was just the one like complaint that I had was there was a couple times, especially the wingers, um, that they would sort of drop a ball square right into the middle. And, and you know, you didn't have uh, Danny Griffin, basically, who was the only one there uh, to sort of pick it up and move forward because you had the rest of the guys push forward. I thought the other thing that was interesting was um, last week we pointed out that uh, against Detroit, Lily played Cicerone as sort of the number 10 um, and, and left Kenny on the bench until late in the game. And in this scenario, you once again had Cicerone playing sort of that central midfielder role with Kenny pushed out a little bit wide. And so I think there is still some tinkering and there's some interesting things going on there because I think that Cicerone is most dangerous when he has somebody to play off of and he can make runs. But if we're asking him to be sort of that central guy, that sort of reigns him in in the same way that, like, you know, having Alex Dixon plays a wingback sort of reigns him in just a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, Even though when he plays wingback, he still gets, like, an assist. <laughs> 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 Listen, he, what was it, uh, two games ago? We didn't play him at wingback. We played him as, like, the outside attacking midfielder. And he yeah. was able to tuck in a lot more and get more involved in the offense. And look yeah, I just, him, like him yeah. yeah. Stellar. So.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. A, a quick follow up on the Cicerone thing too. I similarly, like I remember um like I, I kinda hate refer, like referencing just external like coaches or something like or other teams or whatever. But um I remember <coughs> like No, I wasn't gonna say <laughs> that. When 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 Guardiola was still at Barcelona and Thierry Henry was still at Barcelona, um he you know he Thierry Henry played the wide part of a front three and you know Guardiola really likes the structure and apparently like Thierry Henry was never allowed to cross like the halfway point if you like cut the field in half he was never allowed to cross on the other, other half because he always wanted to give an option of of staying wide even if you feel like you're isolated stay out there and, and give your teammates something to pass to I feel like Cicerone kind of has that issue where he wants to be involved? He wants to get in the ball. He wants to flip it around, whether that's dropping deep or. Dro- and sometimes when he's maybe a bit too involved, when he's dropping, if he's getting on the ball too much, you look up and you're looking for a player where maybe Cicerone should be. That gives an outlet. That gives a chance. And uh and, and I don't I don't want this to make it sound like I'm hating on Cicerone. I mean, he's he's probably along with him and Griffin. And maybe Ordóñez—they're probably like one of the only p- players that have started every game. I think maybe. Um, so Lily obviously likes him. I mean, he—he he has great numbers, and I think he's playing really well. Um, I think it's just one of those things of trying to yeah figure out how to most effectively use him.
0: But yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, Josh, what else? What else were you seeing from the stands there? How was uh how was the game day atmosphere?
1: It was great. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun just to, I don't know, like as the season goes on, I I know it's only been two games at home, but already I'm noticing like our section is looking a lot fuller than it has in the past as far as Mm -hmm. just compared to the rest of the stadium. Like usually it was kind of like, oh, not a lot of attendance in the grandstand, so not a lot of attendance in the Steel Army section. But now I'm noticing it's like we're not really – part of that section, like like the whole thing. It's like, oh, our section's really full. The rest of the grandstand, maybe not so full. Like I know it's still cold. It's still rainy weather. And like it's going to get better as far as attendance goes. But right now, I'm just happy to see our section not looking empty um, compared to the rest of the stadium. Uh,
0: and then a little bit more on the field. Uh, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on real field. quick. Yeah. I think I think what I think about that is I think that the secret is out i think that (laughs) no i'm serious so like years ago like years ago i think that um i would talk to families and uh people who had kids and stuff like that and i think there was concern that the steel army was not too raucous but i think that they're like ah, they're probably over there swearing and drinking and having a good time and all of that and now i think that people just look at you and they're like they're just having a good time. Like We need to be over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dead serious because there are more people that I've talked to that are just like, oh, yeah, no, without a doubt. And like, we're coming to a few games. We we got tickets for the next Detroit game. And like the kids immediately, they were like, we're sitting with the Steel Army, right? And I was like, yeah, we're sitting with the Steel Army. Like there's, there's nowhere else to sit. So I think that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I just mentioned that, you know, swearing and getting raucous and Liz said, yes, we are doing all of those things. Yes. Um, <laughs> I know that's true, but I think that people just sort of look at it and they're like, it's so much more fun over there. You guys look like you're having so much more fun. Like, why wouldn't you want to go be part of that party rather than, like, watch the party? So, yeah, yeah. that's well, what I think the secret is. Yeah. Sorry. And I cut you off. You were talking no, no, about no, no, the stuff fine, on the phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just going to bring up goalkeeping and one, I've been. I, I think last episode I was pretty harsh on Silva. Uh, thought he did pretty good this game. Um, had some good, great saves. And then shh, Loudon, though, like their keeper kept them in the game. Uh, what was it? I was trying to look up his stats, but like five saves. Yeah, and it's there were some really close ones. And granted, some of them were less his doing. Like the fact that it went off his head after hitting
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that get recorded as a save? I don't know. Because, like, it wasn't going towards the goal, right? It was going away, and it just hit him. Like,
0: well, I, it probably I doesn't count as a save, and it may not even count as a shot, because it wasn't. It hit, hit the post. post. Like, yeah. I think if it hits the post, they don't count it as a shot. Although, it's it, got to well, be on net. Yeah, is the shot not just right. not a shot on goal? It, it, it would be a shot. shot, it, just a shot. it just wouldn't be a shot on goal. Right. Got, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is ridiculous, because it literally hit the goal. But, like, that's...
1: If it would have hit his head a little bit differently, it could have gone in. <laughs> he yeah. could have rec- ricocheted it right into the goal. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the replay on that, I'm glad that's in the replay reel. Uh, it's it's great <laughs> slow mo of it, just like hitting that pole and then just whacking off his head. But yeah. Yeah. I,
0: in in real time, I was like, "What just happened?" Because it was like. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I, I do think he kept them in the game a lot longer um, and made it seem a lot tougher of a game than what it would have yeah. been without someone getting those saves.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure. I guess two more points. Um, you know, in, in seasons gone by where we have not started well, where we started slowly, you know, we're sitting on three wins and a draw. <laughs> um, I think that, that is a kind of conversation topic to go into. And then also maybe how good you think Loudon are. Um, you know, I think they are a bit of a mystery for me as, as they, as pretty much any two team is at the switch of every year. Cause I just don't know like what players stay and, and et cetera. Um, nor do I really care to look if I'm being honest, like I don't, you know, I'd rather <laughs> like look into Louisville or something than, than Loudon. Um, so I guess now that, the, now that the curtain has kind of been pulled up a little bit on, on Loudon, um, you know, I, I thought they were good. I, you know, I, I whether or not I think they'll finish in a playoff position, I think they'll be borderline. I mean, they're not going to... I mean, what, they've already, like... I think the commentators were saying they had, like, four wins last season, and they already have two. Um, so... And, yeah, and, and I think they played well. I mean, they, I think they they played us to a stalemate pretty deservedly for, you know, 50-odd minutes. So I thought Loudon was pretty good. Um, and I thought the start, uh, you know, if it's true to form of how previous seasons have progressed you know that means that we're <laughs> going to be a lot better and i next hope so few weeks which is crazy but, i'm uh, kind of surprised like, like, any comments on that?
1: so as far as Loudon goes them being good i i was wondering before going into this if it's kind of a situation where the the opponents they have played just have not been that great so yeah. their their stats look a little bit stacked because of that and it might actually be that that they might not be as good as people think they are. But I mean, this was the first time they've given up a goal, uh, and four matches. So it's not like, I think that's the thing we have to keep on remembering about, you know, even though they've had bad opponents is the fact that they still normally would have given up a goal. So it the fact that this was their first time giving up any goals in any game so far this season, granted it's only the fourth game in, but still, uh, not too shabby. And, uh, Hounds should feel pretty good about that.
0: Mike, welcome back. Oh, thanks, guys. Were you guys were you, <laughs> are you guys still talking about Loudon? Or are you have you moved on without me? No, we are talking about Loudon. We, we spent oh, a long
1: okay. time laughing at the still image of your your cool. screen because you know, <laughs> it kind of went out with right in the middle of you talking. So it was a pretty good yeah. screenshot. So
0: I got a little message that it was, okay, hey, looks like somebody on your stream is having difficulty with their connection. And I was like, Oh, I wonder who that is. <everybody>. Thanks, Restream. (laughs) That's great. Um, No, I think you probably just made the point that I was about to make about um, a lot of these teams that we're facing, when you look at them against other opponents, you're like, wow, they're they're pretty good. They've got a lot of potential. Loudon was undefeated. And then they come up against us. And I don't want to jinx us in any way. But looking at Tulsa, I feel like Tulsa is probably – not as good as Loudon. Surprisingly, we're not looking at standings yet. Like, don't worry. But like, you know, (laughs) it's basically Louisville, us and then Tulsa in the top three. So like, we got to, you know, knock them down a peg, just like we knocked uh, Loudon down a peg. I guess before we move on to to Tulsa, um, anything else that you guys want to talk about as it relates to this game?
2: Yeah, you're on the right, and it is really weird. Steve mentioned that in the chat, <laughs> and I don't. I am not used to this. I, I can't in the now see the and chat I, I anymore either. So I apologize. It's just like I feel like not. I'm in the backseat of a car on a road trip, and I'm just like in the middle. We're <laughs> <laughs> looking Ron at you in the rearview yeah. mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as game
1: goes, uh, game day stuff. So this was the first game that they've actually let the kids back on the field after mm-hmm. the the match is over. And I tell you what, I didn't think I'd care that much, but like as soon as like they like let the kids release out and they're like running on the fields like this is cool. I miss this. This is great. And it makes it great for a full 90 because it's a lot easier to get people to, yeah. you know, talk on the podcast when you're not just stuck in the same stands with the same people over and over again, like usually Liz is. So you yeah. to walk out on the fields, talk to the players. Can't remember. I think it was uh, Danny. I had a little bit of a conversation with and we kind of laughed about uh, the kids being let out now. So Bob can't yell at them as long. <laughs> so that was fun.
0: <laughs> we we got to uh, talk to the kids yeah. about, uh, you know, making sure they get to all the players, though, because Liz sent us a picture of her and Dane Kelly, just like nobody else around them. So, like, they got to, <laughs> yeah, get true. all the players. Yeah, got to give
1: them a little bit more soccer aware. Uh, <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad that they're letting everybody back on the field again. I think that's a big part of the whole community billing building component of the team and in the league and all of that. So yeah, that's it's what great. makes
1: us unique compared to like yeah. MLS. Like you're not going to go out on the field and you know talk to the MLS players after the game. So yeah. it's, it's definitely a cool little aspect uh, in at least for the riverhounds, uh, especially since a lot of them have dealings with the Academy as well. So it's kind of yeah. like the people coming out on the field, the kids coming out in the field, the, the, some of those are their coaches and like, they just watch them play a game in front of a huge crowd. and Like I, a crowd and
0: it's pretty good. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. It's gotta be and yeah, it's gotta be great for the players too. I know that a oh, lot yeah. of these guys um, I don't wanna say they love the attention, that's not the right way to phrase it, but um they don't get as much attention as you have some of these MLS guys do. And so to show that they are appreciated and have the fans mob them, I think is really good.
2: So yeah, it's nice to feel appreciated. <laughs> and and if you want a you team
1: if you want a team to feel like they want to play for the club or like play for the badges you know the saying goes like that feel some pride in that you want them to feel like they are let them see how much they are appreciated and this is one of those things that does that when people come rushing on the field and you know want their autograph and are talking about the game and that kind of stuff so it's not just the kids it's just the parents and just the steel army, that kind of stuff, people are all, you know, asking them questions and just, it's a really cool
0: moment. Yeah. Kev, the way you said it makes them feel appreciated. It felt like that was coming from something deep inside. Like, do we not make you feel appreciated here? Is that what you were getting at?
2: It was just no. the way you said it. You were like, you know,
0: no, it makes them feel appreciated. No, it's probably like
2: <laughs> deep seated work things, but no. <laughs> right. Cool. Um, no, I also, qu- a quick note too. Um, I wanted to make sure... I I shouted out... I, I thought Jelani Peters played really well. Um, I I think him and Ordonez... And, and Wheat, I mean, like, you know... I, but I think particularly Jelani Peters. I don't know if it was maybe more um, action was happening on his side, but he was aggressive. He was winning a lot of his battles. Um, and he's not just a bigger guy heading the ball away. I mean, his his awareness to know when to step in and, and to how to win the ball back and, you know, his distribution wasn't bad. And I, yeah, I, I remember thinking in, in a first half that kind of lacked talking points. Uh, I thought Jelani Peters played pretty well. Um, and that combined with, you know, I, I got to tip my hat a little bit here to, to Peters and Ardonia as, as well as how good Kelly looks. I mean, that's a nice, you know, thing to be able to rely on on both sides of the field um and i guess i don't know my my last point to maybe quickly discuss i know we're probably running a little bit long here but like um josh i can't remember if you were questioning silva the goalkeeper last time or if you were talking or questioning maybe another keeper because what <laughs> okay well and I, did did this do anything for you in this game mike i don't know if you have any thoughts on silva Yeah,
1: I mean, I I thought he had a better game. It wasn't as windy, of course, so, you know, it's a little bit more of a true statement on his quality. Um, I will say he shanked it out once that I noticed, (laughs) but he did not shake it out four times or five times like last uh, Detroit game.
0: There were a couple of Mongols this week. Um, We called them out where the ball was going over the netting towards the river. So, yeah. Um, No, I thought Silva did good, and I I actually made a comment. uh, I can't remember if it was at halftime or at full time. About the fact that we have sort of three quasi ball playing center backs, which is very interesting. You sometimes will have one that's a ball player and the other one's just sort of like clear it long. They're there to do the dirty work. But the number of times that our center backs were like 10 yards off our opponent's 18, like circulating the ball around because we were that high up the field was kind of ridiculous. Like I'm looking at our wing backs dropping the pass back and I'm like, who are they passing it to? And it was <laughs> Peters who was just like there in the attack. Which is which is awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I keep well, no. I'm not even gonna say anything. I was gonna like jinx it. It's just it's it's great. It's great. We're well, just gonna of it jinxing
1: pro- it. Uh, not gonna lose a game. Still haven't <laughs> not lost. Gonna game. A game. Not, gonna, not gonna lose a game. Not gonna Not gonna lose a game. uh And that's really all about jinxing it. I did want to ask one other question because I didn't really get a, a good look. uh Sims, he came in. uh mm-hmm like was, I think it was like 70 of some minute. Uh, So he didn't play for very long, but I know he was injured before. Uh, How'd he look? You know, I'm kind of keeping out an eye for Sims because I feel like he's a player that's going to be fun to watch uh, grow into the game. And also like some people are thinking he
0: could be like the enforcer type for us. But you have to see. I saw Hounsey, you know, they spent some time talking about like, who's who's the enforcer guy? Who's the next Danny Earls? And Ibarra was thrown in there. I thought Sims looked good. Um I it didn't really show any sort of wear and tear I think if if Lily was holding him back for minutes like just to to ease him back into things it didn't really show I think those those wing back positions are going to be hotly contested this year but I think so far from what I've seen of Sims I, he's right up there in the conversation like I I can't if he starts over somebody else I can't make the argument as to why or why not um which again, it's just sort of an embarrassment of riches at this point. It's it's kind of crazy. I,
2: I, I agree with everything you said. I, I mean, it is still though like a one and a half games for some of these wingbacks. So I think yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the 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 proof will play out the more the season goes on. Um, but I think yeah, I think one of my favorite things so far about like the wingback options is how solid they are. In that they I I I rarely see them make like a dumb mistake. Like they they might just like. Play the safe option and just kind of boot it up the field but a lot of times in those scenarios and in those situations that's absolutely fine to do that just clear the ball and, and reset um but yeah no i mean I, I to be honest i don't particularly remember how sims played um when he came on at, at, at 70 but um but yeah
0: cool See, i mean the fact that we were also, up- also-
2: Go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of enforcer, I feel like, like ten minutes key... ago, you
0: were like, "This is going a little long," but go ahead, continue. I know. I, know.
2: <laughs> I, f- I feel like I feel like Loki uh, Rivera could be yeah. the enforcer. I I like how cheap. I was
0: worried Vera is. I thought he was gonna pick up a second yellow um, after he. <laughs> the joke's getting old, but I said on Twitter that he got a yellow for a Will Smith because he totally just slapped the guy across the face, <laughs> and the dude went down. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah. I was worried that he was he was gonna pick up a second yellow. So when they when that switch came on the sixtieth, I yeah. was like, get him out because it's getting feisty and like he's not afraid to mix it up. Yeah. Wait, Josh, you look
1: really confused. Rivera. Said, I'm look okay, because I'm looking at the yellow cards for the game and it says Forbes and Kelly.
0: They didn't say the one for Rivera?
1: I'm not seeing it on the website right now
0: they must have missed it because he straight up slapped the guy and i was gonna say i
2: know i i remember the foul you're talking about if i'm
0: being honest i actually don't remember if he got the yellow but i feel like he got the yellow i I, so i went back here's the other thing is like i i've I've been looking at all the stats on the usl site and it makes me think the team probably keeps their own stats because there are things that it's like wait what really like that eh? because um It was absolutely yellow because I tweeted that it was a yellow because I remember seeing a yellow on the screen, Um, and so the USL either maybe they rescinded it or the USL Championship site like just the stats weren't correct. Um, I was I was
2: yeah I was so confused I'm like looking inside I'm like I don't remember did he get it like (laughs) I was like is is Rivera his name I think. uh, Josh is like,
0: he played for us for like four years ago. What are you guys talking about? Like, yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. No, I, low key, man. Uh, Danny is like, yeah, he's, the, he's the one that whenever we announce the team sheet, I'm like, is he starting? So he's like, yeah, it's my dude. Yeah. I, um, we, like, he, he's the one he's like, I don't need to be
2: nice to you. Like everyone else <laughs> can, like, is like, Oh, whatever. I'll be cordial. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: it's great yeah um well i think that's enough about this game i think the important thing is we took three points uh we sent Loudon home um you know with their tail between their legs hopefully wondering whether they're as good as they think they are so that's that's always a positive um quick turnaround though we got a game depending on when you're listening to this maybe today maybe tomorrow if you're here live the game is tuesday 7 p.m u.s open cup it's at highmark stadium uh, it will be on ESPN Plus, Kev, so for me and you, kudos. Um, we are playing the Maryland Bobcats, and so just some really basic info just to, to let you guys know what to expect from there, and then I want to get in your guys' thoughts about how you prep for this game. Um, so the Maryland Bobcats, they compete in NISA, which is the third division, uh, or is a third division of U.S. soccer. Last year, they came in second to last in the East. They went 5-5-8. Five, five, and eight. This year, they're top the East. Now, they've only played two games thus far. K Banjo, for those of you who have been around the Hounds for a while, K Banjo ah. plays for the Maryland Bobcats. And so, um, yeah, so he is there. He may go by a different name, which is very interesting. I was looking at their roster and I saw Banjo and I was like, huh, I wonder if he's related to K. And apparently, K was his nickname, but his actual name is not K. And so he goes by his actual name now. So thanks, Wikipedia, for clearing that up for me. But anyway, hmm. K Banjo, yeah plays for them. Uh, in 2021, he started 18 games and he had eight goals and two assists. So he's getting the job done for them there. That's not too shabby. Almost a uh, you know a goal every other game. Um, so that's pretty good. They have two other players that are atop the NISA stat sheets with two goals apiece in their first two games. So averaging a goal a game, uh, that's Elijah Ammo and Darwin Espinal. Uh, and their keeper, Felice Anon, has posted two shutouts thus far. So and we might be coming up against a keeper that's pretty decent. It's Nisa, but at the same time, for Nisa, they're doing pretty well this year. Um, Josh, how, how do you approach this game if you're the Hounds? Um, I mean, like,
1: I don't want people to be upset when they see the lineup and they're like, wow, not our starters. Like, no, our starters are not going to start this game. Uh, and I think that's OK, because I don't think we should have a problem beating this team with our depth players like that's the whole point of having depth players is to be able to handle the stuff like this so i'm looking forward to seeing a whole bunch of you know players that we usually don't get to play that much playing and seeing how they do um i'm also just super excited to have an open cup game at highmark stadium it's been years since we've had an open yeah. cup game at highmark stadium so if you've never been to one uh they're usually the most poorly attended games that you'll come to for the hounds which is fun (laughs) like be there you can be ruckus it doesn't matter like there's no one there like it's it's fine (laughs) and it's probably gonna be a wet one it's looking like rain so even doubly so it's probably gonna be pretty uh empty in that stadium so come out and just have fun with the steel army uh yeah we're we're gonna be there we plan on pre-gaming before the game um i think we're gonna go to home run harry's apparently it's not a dive bar anymore, like it used to be. Mm. So we used to avoid the place because it like had like carpet that reeked of smoke. And like <laughs> I was just like, yeah, let's not go to uh Home Run Harry's. That's 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 a dive bar. But they uh remodeled it and it looks really nice in there now. Like I saw pictures of it and had some people go in and check it out. Um and it's like, yeah, this is a really good place now. So it's like cool. Uh it's station square, you know, walking distance. So park, go there, have a couple of beers, and then Walk over to the stadium.
0: Nice. Nice, nice. Um, Yeah, I mean, you talk about sort of depth. This might be like one of the first games in the past two years that Danny Griffin doesn't have to play, which, like, that'll be new to him to sit on the bench. (laughs) I, I mean, Kev... I think we all want to take the open cup seriously. I think anytime you have any sort of domestic cup like this, the fans are like, every game's important. Like we got to, you know, we always get into this conversation of like, what's more important, the cup or the league. But at this point in the season, is there any reason why, like you don't think that we should be taking this game seriously? I, I don't disagree with Josh. I think like you don't necessarily need to play Danny or Kenny or Dane, but like, what are your thoughts? That, on this? That's
2: the—I mean—that's the nice thing about it—is like, because of the depth we had this season, you know, rolling out a starting eleven that isn't our starters means Sims, it means Kelly Rosales, it probably means DeQua, like really good players that you know have good experience and have already shown some of their chops this season. So, you know, this isn't like a—you know—you could we we have depth at almost every position. I don't know how deep we are at like center back. Maybe we'll find that out in this game. Um, but you know, you could see a, a starting midfield of Ibarra and and Kelly Rosales, and like that's great. <laughs> like that's that's no issue whatsoever. Who's the um Academy kid who's like 18?
0: Borso. Borso, yeah. Borso. Yeah. I
2: mean, this will be a great chance for him. I thought he played well in Detroit yep. City. Um, so like, yeah, like right there. If if you want to play like a a midfield four of like Borso, Ibarra, Kelly Rosales, and Simsy, like that's really solid. Like we're yeah. not rolling out, you know, any kind of. So yeah, I mean, I think I think it'll be. I'm looking forward to it to see those players play. I like it in a relatively low pressure game. Low pressure in the sense that I don't expect too much out of Maryland. Sorry, Maryland, but. Um, yeah, and and I think the reason why you take these games seriously is like I think as as Josh has mentioned in the past, we want to see an MLS game at Highmark, like yeah. or we want to we we'll see we want to see an MLS team come to Highmark, um, and staying in the Open Cup as long as possible allows us to do that. So, you know, I'll I'll be the pessimistic person here and say like I don't have any illusions of us winning this this tournament, but like What? it, it, <laughs> it can't like. It can still produce, members, wasn't it? Right, wasn't and it the, the Rhinos, Rhinos won.
0: that won it a few years back? No, a few, few years it was is Rhinos. being generous, there we're talking like 20 <laughs> years or something like that.
1: It, it, and it was like at the early days of MLS, I think, like being a league. So, yes, the Rhinos did win it, but it wasn't exactly the modern age of soccer in America.
0: <laughs> That's fair, yeah. That's fair, yeah. And I think the other the other one that I'm interested to see is it. I'm hoping that both of the Williamses are back from international duty on Trinidad Trinidad and Tobago. So we haven't seen the youngest Williams play yet for the Hounds. So it might be interesting to see if he gets some minutes too uh, along the back line. So I agree. I think, I think I I'm, about Michael Williams. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, some of these players who we haven't seen a ton. Dos Santos, um, you know, yeah. maybe Biasi, see some more Biasi. Um, some of these players we just haven't seen a ton of, and get them more minutes. Um, so, and, and to yeah. be
1: clear, when I say don't be surprised, don't be upset. This is the first round. This is the round where we should be able to not right. take it seriously as far as like the lineup being our best players. Later on, like if we're playing a USL team or you know an mls team like that's when i want to see like our starters start and like us yeah, to take yeah. it seriously because i want to i want to get to the point where possibly we have a uh mls team coming to Hydemark because that yeah. was a blast years and years and years ago when we had dc united so it'd be really yeah. cool to do that again and pack the house and just have a good time
0: Well, and that's where the headlines and that's where you could potentially draw more fans from is like, oh, the Hounds beat an MLS team in the US Open Cup like that, that generates nationwide buzz. So and I think we might have the team to do it this year. I mean, it's it's considering the depth, considering the guys that we still have on the bench that we could bring off the bench. Can you imagine a Danny Rivera coming off the bench to like mess somebody up like (laughs) We could do it this year. So I, I was just yeah. gonna be happy to
1: have an MLS team at Highmark Stadium, playing <laughs> like, and you're like, we could, we could kick their ass. I'm like, oh, what? Okay, <laughs> it's, it's escalated, but cool, cool, cool. I like where the energy. Predicting like four
0: 0 wins, you know. <laughs> That's right. yeah,
2: like,
0: we ain't losing this season, baby. It's not gonna happen. So. Um, so yeah, that game is depending on when you're listening to this, it could be today. So uh, if you get down the high mark, get down the high mark. Sounds like there's pregame. Um, go check that out. If not, it will be on ESPN Plus, so you can watch all of the action uh, there as well. So we have this game. I, I was going to do predictions. Is anybody predicting a loss at this point? No. Okay. No. I think as long as we get a win, I don't really care what the score is. I just want to see a fun. Game. I will
2: say, if Josh, if Josh, if you're saying it's going to be potentially like rainy. Could you know like that's kind of a somewhat of a normalizer, you know, between if we're trying to show our technical superiority over them. Sometimes in the rain, it's hard to do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But so I still don't expect anything, but that could make it, you know, yeah, a little more even. But keep in mind, number of subs we
1: have uh, nowadays, five subs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like if if it's going sideways on us, we can always bring in those players that we didn't start uh, to, you know mop it up so i'm not worried about it if we lose that'll be embarrassing i'm just gonna say now but uh yeah
0: yep agreed um saturday we travel to tulsa we play at 2 p.m which is a bit of a weird start time for usl game but whatever um i mentioned that they currently sit in third uh when you when you try to compare the two teams there's a lot of similarities Uh, we both have eight goals now granted they played one more game than us Um, we've only conceded two goals so far this season. They've conceded six. So they're giving up roughly 1.2 goals a game. It's been five games. So I think that's starting to get to be large enough data set that you can start to consider it to be relevant. Um, Where we really differ is we've had eight yellow cards, and they've had 21 plus a red card. So uh, they're also second in the league in fouls conceded, and we are sixth. So this, if you're looking for a scrappy game, like this is going to be a scrappy game. I don't see this being a lot of free flowing, open, beautiful soccer. I think considering (laughs) the way that, that both of these teams sort of stack up statistically, we're going to probably see a lot of stop and start. We're probably going to see a lot of just like, like crap. I don't want to say crap soccer, but it's going to be scrappy. It's not, it's not going to be beautiful. and to top it all off, they play on a crappy baseball field. So and when I say crappy, yeah. like think Louisville pre 2020, like that's it for a second when you go back and watch their games. I thought we were looking at Louisville and it's like, nope, that's that's Tulsa. Um,
1: I actually thought when I was watching like some highlights of their previous games, I didn't think there was grass where the dirt is on the baseball field. Yep, I thought it was just dirt because yep. the grass is just dead. <laughs> So it, yep. it looked it literally looked like they're just playing on top of a baseball field with like nothing done to it at all. I was like, wow, this is terrible.
0: Yeah, it looks really, really bad. Um, I just mentioned K. Banjo is coming back on Tuesday. Lebo Maloto plays for Tulsa, so we'll see him on Saturday. Um, so two, you know, former hounds that uh, we thought very highly of. A um, couple of last thoughts. So in their last game, they beat the Red Bulls after the Red Bulls keeper was sent off in the second minute. Um, <laughs> even even at that, they only won three to two, and they conceded the first and last goal. So even though the Red Bulls were down a player, they scored first, and then they scored last. Um, and then even their win over Birmingham that they had, they, the game was a lot closer than it was three to one. Their third goal came in stoppage time when the keeper was pulled um, and the legion actually hit the, hit the post a few times. So I think Wait, when the
2: keeper was pulled, this isn't hockey.
0: What did they do? They keep so it was it was like the last play of the game uh uh Tulsa oh, was on went two up 2 to 1. The keeper went or all the way for a corner it. kick. Oh, okay. They cleared it and it, they just like knocked it into the empty net. So I thought, you, I thought um, they
2: like subbed him like for another striker. No, 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 no.
0: Um so my my point is just that <laughs> so they they have some wins but they don't each of those wins have their own sort of asterisk on them. Birmingham was very much in that game, even though they lost three to one and the Red Bulls down a man held them to three, two. So it will be interesting to see um, in in most of the the action that I saw it looked like their defense could be caught a little flat-footed which bodes really well for us uh, some of the some of the guys making runs in behind their line and their line was just standing there was sort of salivating because knowing the way that Cicerone and Dequa and Kelly and Dixon love to make those runs um, this could be a barn burner but like I said the 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 fouls and the yellow cards and it's just It's it's going to be an interesting one. So I don't know.
1: They haven't lost. They haven't lost ball at home, which is also like, I don't know, just that's in my head too. It's just like, oh, all their losses come on the road. Hmm.
0: And we know from talking to players that when you play on a baseball field like that, guys, they run. They know the field as a factor. They run differently on the dirt because they don't want to get hurt. And so how much of a factor that is, I would love to see us playing towards the outfield in the second half so that if we do need to go for it, then there's less concern because there's no dirt in that half. Um, but we'll have to see. Kev, what are you thinking about this one?
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about off short of what you, you know, just kind of painted a picture for So that's, that's why I, I mean, did yeah. it for you, but go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know me well, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like i i it will be interesting, especially how the open cup game kind of falls um so yeah, i mean in, in traveling, et cetera, et cetera, baseball time, so I don't know i I, I think in most scenarios, I'm happy with a draw away from home, um that's probably gonna be the case here as well, uh but yeah, I mean the, the fouls and and everything. Yeah, I I don't know how to call it. It's it's going to be an annoying game. Um, I think, like you said, it might be won by like substitutions, uh, just kind of like keeping it cagey and then trying to trying to capitalize on something. But uh, I don't know. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, we'll
0: see. Josh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, it's going to be rough just because you know we. I guess the one good thing is our. Midweek game is on Tuesday, so it's not like it's going to be right up against this game. And hopefully we won't have to play our starters on Tuesday so we can get some rest in there still. So I I do think we'll have a relatively healthy team, uh, rested team, uh, even though we have a midweek game, which is nice to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, just like between the fact that we're going to a crappy field with a team that likes to foul, like I'm, I'm worried about injuries. I'm worried about just, you know, getting out of there with unscathed. Um, I I think we can win. Like, I don't have any uh, qualms about that, Um, but I do just worry about health of the players and, uh, you know, getting out of there with uh, all of our players intact.
0: It feels like it's been a while since we've had that conversation where it's just like, just don't get hurt guys. Like just go in, do what you got to do and just don't get hurt. And it's a shame that we're still having that conversation. I know that the USL is making strides to like move past that.
2: But well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, with all like the new kind of like stadium regulation stuff that the USL is putting in, I'm surprised that this thing is still a thing. Like, I don't know, that teams can still be playing on a field like this.
0: Yeah. Tulsa has been around for a while. They went through a rebrand a few years back. Um So yeah, I don't know. I I think most new teams that come in, it's somewhat required that you have sort of your own soccer specific stadium, but you still have a lot of these teams that didn't. And now they're trying to like work towards that. So we shall see. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'll I'll start the predictions. I am going to say two to one. I think that them playing on their home field, they're, they're going to get, one against us they also have a lot of runners they like to play very direct with balls over the top and so our defense is just going to have to be ready to run with guys and some of their guys are pretty quick and lebo is dropping balls in like lebo does and so i think they're going to get at least one but i still think that especially if we're playing towards the outfield in the second half i think we squeak out i could see it being one one but I'm, I'm i'm hoping for a, a a dirty two one that you get on the bus and go like, let's never go back there kind of thing and just be done with it. So Kev, what do you got for a score prediction? I think, yeah, one, one,
2: and they'll still get on the bus and say, let's never go back there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm actually going the opposite. I'm, I'm thinking like three, one. I'm if, if, uh, New York can score two against them. That's true. I, I feel like we can. And were, yeah, exactly. Down man still scored two yeah we should be able to score on this team and so i'm 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 hoping for 3-1 i kid like you were saying them with Melodo and the way they play like i can see them getting a goal in but i think we can get much more
0: yeah that's fair well that is what we think let us know what you think i guess guys any other sort of final thoughts before we get out of here
1: uh we're still undefeated that's yes, really are. fun to say and uh, yep. to remember and Loudon isn't undefeated now, which is also that's fun true. to say.
2: So very, very uh, true.
0: yeah, yeah. I, um, I yeah,
2: I mean, I pff, the probabilities I would have placed at us being undefeated four games in were pretty low. Um, so it's and he's usually fair. so positive, so that's really. Oh, surprising. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, <laughs> oh ye of little. <laughs> um yeah i almost started to do the whole like look ahead and like let's uh you know do the over under and just quickly after tulsa we have uh las vegas uh away and then we have atlanta at home and then louisville away so we won't do the over under but uh but yeah it's it's we're getting into it and uh i think maybe next week we'll start we'll start playing that game a little bit but um the Hound's going to go see the uh, Silk Sonic show in Las Vegas. That's, that's right. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave it there because
2: I don't you, mean, could, I... you could really let your imagination run with the name like the Silk Sonic show. Yeah, <laughs> that's what
0: I was like. What are you? T- I, I was like Sonic 2. That movie comes out this weekend. I know because my people, kids told me. People can look that up. It's fine. <laughs> I would be like, Celine Dion. What is that? What you're gonna go see? I don't know. Is Britney still in uh, Vegas? Or, or, or... Anyway,
1: we're really what cool guys. We're really cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pip and or with it as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. We are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Doing Head to BGN.FM and click on the Donate button to help us cover our expenses. Um, we thank you all for your support. Thank you, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.